Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You currently locked in a Deep Porch podcast. It's your boy, B. Jones, a.k.a. Bolo, and you know when I'm pulling up to the porch. I can't pull up without my dog. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Big Smitty, a.k.a. D-Nice. And you heard my guy Bolo just said, this is the porch. Welcome. What's going on, my guy? How you doing? You know what? Bless, highly favor him, 10 toes, man. Hey, look, I got to say this, though. So uh, for the people who don't know, new listeners, old listeners, I'm giving you a call out of Indy right now. We're expecting five to seven inches of snow soon. And you would think we were in Atlanta, Texas, the way the city is shutting down right now. It's wild. It's wild. But we we getting ready. We're going to be cool. So I can't complain. Uh, I enjoy the snow, actually. It's a, it's a sign of peace for me because it keeps people out the way from doing dumb stuff. Obviously, still people, you know, on the road and stuff. But, you know, hopefully everybody stays safe. But it's just wild how in the Midwest we prepare for five to seven inches like we about to get 15 or so. So it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, five to seven ain't nothing to play with. But I understand what you're saying, though. It's like you've been in the Midwest your whole life. I've, you know I've been in the majority of my life. So, like. Five inches is like a regular old Tuesday, you know, you know in the Midwest. So, no, nah, I'll definitely but, but, but I mean, I'll be safe I, though. Yeah. But it's, but the sunny side of LA though, y'all ain't getting no snow. You ain't, you ain't got the same problems we got. What's life like over there, bro? It ain't been snowing out here in LA, but it has been raining a lot in the last couple of weeks. And it's been, uh, it's been cold for LA. You know, again, like just because the weather says 55 degrees or 60 degrees, that, that doesn't mean that. It feels like 60 would feel like Indiana or Chicago. Like, you got to understand that we out here by the water, the Pacific Ocean. It's like, true. so, so when, it, that. when that wind hits, yeah, like 55 is a different, it hit different out here. So it's fact. been a little That's chilly, a but the sun has uh, returned to L.A. So I'm excited about that. And I'm, I'm even more excited about this episode today, my guy. We got, we, we got a special guest this. today, man. You put Another me one. on, you put me on game to this guy hey. right here, Bolo. I can't lie. Hey man, and I, I just can't help but just like I'm about to start laughing right now. Just when I when I seen the videos, bro, and I sent you the videos, I was like, bro, we got to get this dude on the porch, man. Like I was showing my wife his videos when I first seen him. I'm like, this dude do not miss. It's crazy. <laughs> wow. You know, I don't think that you want to know what I know. I don't think that you want to know who you're really fucking with. Are you screwing with me? Huh? You screwing? You trying to fuck with my head? No, I'm blowing glass. No, I'm blowing glass. No, I'm blowing. <laughs> Understand this, motherfucker. Understand that. Let me get some of that. Let me get some of that. Man, come on, man. Get back, man. Kick back. I got this. Come on, let me get some of that. Come on, man. That shit look too good, man. You gotta let me get some of that. This motherfucker shot at me. Fuck you. Little Richard looking motherfucker. Hold on, hold on. That's right, you look like little Richard, you bitch. You know what? I'm gonna let you get some. Get some. Let me get some. Shit. Make you talk. Let me talk. What about that? What's that? What's that? What's that? Huh? Let's hear it. Live on news, channel six, reporting live. Let's hear it, motherfucker. I tell you everything. Get a pee. Reporting live. <laughs> We're on your side. Yes, I 
hilarious, man. And uh, without further ado, man, it's time to introduce our special guest to the porch today. He's a comedian, IG influencer, uh, an actor. He's one of the funniest people on the internet right now, man. The one and only Javon Jefferson. Welcome to the porch. All right, welcome. Appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Now back to the porch. Yes, yes sir. sir. Yes, sir, man. How you feeling right now, man? How, how are you doing? I'm feeling good, man. Can't complain, man. I, I'm staying busy. Uh, you know, I'm trying to, it's been a good start to the new year. Um, yeah. And that's, I'm trying to keep that momentum going. Yep, yep. Love that's it. what's all Love about, it. man. It. That's what's all about, man. So before we dive into, into your career, man, and your journey and learn more about you, we're going to switch things up a little bit, man. We got to hit you with the porch news, man. The porch news Ooh. is just a, it's a segment. We bring in some of the, the hottest topics that we've seen on the internet or things that are brought to us. And, and, and we just give our taste on. So, Bolo, I'm going to have you set it up like you, like you do so lovely. And uh, let's dive into it, my guy. Yes, sir. So, in porch news, feel free to chime in, too. So, porch time to get into this. Young Miami from the City Girls mentioned in her last episode of Carisha Please that she enjoys a golden shower. So, apparently, it's common amongst most people. And other people chimed in and said that they also enjoy golden showers. So, got to hear from y'all first. And, obviously, the porch, too. Do y'all want somebody pissing on y'all? <laughs> like, like, what's the like, what's the play in that? Like, like, what's the kinkiness in like having somebody piss on you? Like, give me y'all thought. Well, like, what y'all thinking? I mean, I, I, I'm gonna jump in first. Man. I'm gonna jump in first. Um, I'll say this to answer your question. Hell no. I personally, I don't. I, to each his <laughs> own. I don't see the the turn on from someone peeing on me. I don't. I don't see how that gets me going. But again. Mm. I can't judge other people to each his own. I was reading the comments, though, Bolo, and someone made an interesting point. And they said, I don't see the big difference between the golden shower and y'all eating ass. They said, at the end mm. of the day, you're still putting your mouth or whatever in a, a, a someone's private area. You know what I mean? So on one, on, one, on one end, you're getting pissed on you. On the other end is where someone takes a shit. So I don't know. To each his own, maybe... I thought it was a, it was an interesting point, but to answer your question, it ain't for me. But hey, man, to each his own, man. What do y'all think? It, of? It, it ain't for me. Me personally, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing either one. Okay. <laughs> um. I mean? But as far as eating ass, I mean, from what people tell me, there uh -oh, are uh -oh, nerves. Uh oh. There's 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 nerves in that area. Okay. You know where people, you know, it could be enjoyable. But as far as like the golden shower shit, I don't know what you get out of that. All right, because it's hot, it's sticky, it's stinky. Smell at the end, like <laughs> me. No, I'm I'm cool. I'm cool. Like especially if your diet ain't correct. 
Like y'all didn't have nice. some y'all didn't have some long nights where maybe y'all didn't drink no water or maybe y'all ain't been eating healthy or maybe you had some sugar smacks. If y'all know y'all, if anybody know what the cereal smacks, when you every time you eat it, you're gonna smell it in your pee. All right. Mm. So just like just imagine somebody pissing on you that ain't just like at the top notch of healthy. Like I don't want nobody pissing on me regardless. But if right. somebody were to piss on me, like you have to be like the most in shape where you're pissing water, like at that point. Like top notch piss. Top notch. Top notch piss. You gotta be A1. <laughs> but it's like maybe, maybe <laughs> I need to get school on that side of kinkiness though. Like, so if if a if a guy is having sex with a girl, right? Right. He just pulls his he pulls his thing out, boom, and then he just starts pissing. Or is it like a form of like ejaculation? Like when she when he finished. And he like he about to nut on her, you know what I'm saying? Instead of him nutting on her, he just gonna pee on her. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Like I can I can see that comparison, but I'm like, damn. So like you gotta change your bed, like you gotta change your sheets anyway. But like piss is different though. It's like you you, you definitely got a plan for the golden shower. Like you, you gotta you know, to. hey y'all, in two weeks, baby, I'm gonna we're gonna do the golden shower. So you gotta eat right for the drink two your weeks. Water, you yeah, you gotta drink gotta water, get your electrolytes right, you gotta, you gotta get gotta, ready for it. You know no, what I mean? No, you gotta get ready for it, and I, I think that takes a. I don't even know how you get started in that conversation. Like, how do you bring that up? Because you really gotta find the one, or you gotta turn this bitch out in some sort of way. But to have that conversation, oh, this is what I'm into. How do you start that conversation? Right, right, right. Like, like which, which date do you bring this up? You know what I mean? Right, like, right. How deep in the relationship do you say, "Hey, baby, listen, this is what I like to do." I, I depends on women. Throw a lot of people off. Like yeah. if a girl, if a girl just come up to me and we dating and we in we in you know obviously in a situation and we start a relationship and she like like one of my things is you know I love when men piss on me. So the first thing I'm gonna think is like, damn, like niggas been pissing on you. Like that's ridiculous. Like <laughs> like, like I don't even know how to respond. Like right. that's probably just gonna throw me all the way off though. Like I can't even kiss damn, you no more. But I can't I mean, even hug right now. Like what you on? But to, to the other point, obviously, I'm always going to look at both sides, you know, of the yard, you know, to some people, they find it kinky. You know, I was mind blown when so many people chimed in and said that they enjoy it as well. And I know you mentioned something too, Darnell, about like the eating ass part. I think it's different. Like, it ain't like somebody shitting on you. You know what I'm saying? If, some, right, if a girl right. get out the shower and her ass, you know, is clean, whatever. I, I feel like it, that ain't like somebody really like pissing on you. Like, you can't get rid of like somebody mm -hmm. actually just pissing on you. Like. I agree, Bolo, but be real. Is an ass ever 100% clean? Yes or no? I mean, I think, it, no, no, because it's ass. As soon as the booty cheeks close <laughs> together, they automatically, like, start drop sweating a little bit. Automatically yeah. dirty. They automatically dirty. Automatically. <laughs> but, it's, but it's cleaner It's cleaner than somebody pissing on you. Like, even, like, the cleanest piss is still pissed, though. I heard baby piss is actually good for your skin. I was told that. Is that yeah, true? I did. I did hear that. Back in the day, back in the day, they used to take the baby's diapers and just wipe it. You know what I mean? When they had the baby acne and stuff. Yeah, rubbing in your face. Shit, for real. Yeah. Because, because that, bro, that, 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 that's pure piss, though. You know what I mean? Like a baby ain't, they just fresh in this world. They ain't had no Hennessy yet. No, no vodka, nothing. They just, that's he good. Piss. About Hennessy. That is pure, especially if they drinking baby milk. Like, come like on now. Milk. It's in the form. All right. That's wild. Our piss now is because we didn't, we didn't, we didn't have fried chicken. We didn't have the Hennessy, the Crown, Hennessy. I had some hot Doritos earlier. Like we didn't have so much just bad stuff in us. Yeah. All that fructose corn syrup, all that stuff. But before we move forward, though, you know what? The craziest shit that was like, 
They gave R. Kelly all that all that trouble about him pissing on girls, and one of the city girls finally say she enjoyed getting pissed on, and I feel like the world just accepts it. But, you know, obviously, R. Kelly pissed on somebody, and they was on his head. Because so, he's R. Kelly. I mean, obviously, he's R. Kelly. He, like, when you that's, that's big, very true. Very true. When you that got big, man, you under the spotlight, you know, and I feel like when you're the first to go through shit, you got to go through, like, the bullshit first before it's accepted. Facts. You know, you're the first to ever do something, especially in that kind of realm. You right. know, you got to look at the climate that's of the true. world, where you are, where you're positioned in life. And pissing on people ain't normal. All right? Sure, it, right. It, it ain't normal. Okay, like you just let people <laughs> piss on you, like. Eh. Why you get Why you get mad, Bolo? That shit ain't normal. Like that shit ain't normal. Like it ain't, it ain't, it ain't normal. No, for real. I love. So it, anyway, we uh, I mean, happy to see that the world is, you know, obviously continuing to evolve, and we're accepting, you know, more and more things that uh, just evolve, you know, our, you know, inner selves. So, <laughs> teachers on. So teachers on. Right. 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 Gotta love it. Gotta love, Gotta it, love it. So, um, so in other porch news, obviously a more serious topic though, but want to get everybody's opinion. Um, talk about HBCUs real quick. So, um, Avery uh, obviously was going to be Bethune Cooksman head head coach, but uh, the AD and the administration did not make good on his contract, according to Avery. And Avery also went ahead and made a video stating that the university was forcing him out. So obviously the internet blew up about it. You know, I think a lot of people who are on the HBCU side were like sticking with HBCUs and, you know, what their opinions was on the matter. And then obviously people who love Ed Reed and the situation mm -hmm. and want, you know, HBCUs to be better. We're on Ed Reed's side. And, you know, to give you guys full context, Ed Reed did make a video, you know, going crazy and calling some people out about some things not being done properly or the lack thereof of resources. Um, obviously I think he could have went, into the situation a little bit more professionally but in my opinion i don't think it was cause for him to be removed from the program because he did have a lot of things you know set up for that for that school to start seeing success but what what what, what do y'all think about that yeah i mean I, I'll, I'll chime in man I, I think it was unfortunate you have a hall of famer one of the best players we've ever seen ever like in any sport i mean you talk about a great leader someone who's passionate and this is a, a good pillar of, of the sports world and black community. You know I mean? You can see the passion in his voice. He did not want to lead a school. Mm. You know, he, he was very disappointed. He felt like he disappointed and kind of let down the kids at, at uh, Bethune-Cookman. And um, it's a shame that those kids aren't able to learn from one of the greats. And and not only as athletes, but as, as young men. You know what I'm saying? And again, he, he could have gone about it a better way instead of making a video and kind of calling out the school. You know, again... We all got jobs here. I wouldn't make a video mm -hmm. right now talking bad about Fox and expect them to just be happy right. about it. But at the same time, though, they they could have provided a better situation for him. They knew he was coming in. Uh -huh. You can't have his office cleaned up and ready. Now, this is listen. This is Ed Reed. At the end of the day, everybody ain't treated the same. Everybody ain't treated equally. Like if you got certain uh, a level of, of a name, a person coming to your your school, your job, whatever. You got to lay, lay out the red carpet. You know what I'm saying? And he got to worry about a dirty office. The campus is dirty. He has his kids out there cleaning up the campus his first like week there. It's just like, I think it was, uh, I think it was wrong. It was some wrongdoing mm -hmm. on both ends. But I think the school definitely overreacted. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. And I echo everything that you just said. Um, and I definitely hope that he gets, and I think he will get another shot, you know, to coach. You know, whether it be at an HBCU or, you know, a different school. Um, but like I said, I would just to piggyback off your point, you know, you're talking about one of the all time greats, 
you know, and a pillar in the NFL world, you know, and in our community, you know. So anytime, you know, we see a black man or a black woman or anybody from our community be in that position where they can, you know, help and, you know, mentor and lead men or lead women, you know, we always want to root for him. But, you know, he's a passionate person. You know, you see that from the way he plays, to the way he talks, to the way he carries himself as a man. And, you know, sometimes that isn't expressed in the best way, you know, but we all, we've all been there. You know, I think once we're hurt or we feel some kind of way, we automatically just let our emotions sometimes get the best of us, you know, and I don't agree, you know, with him, you know, posting the video and I think there's better ways to go about it, but it was an unfortunate, you know, thing that happened all the way around. And I hope it, you know, he can definitely find a different position where he gets what he wants. The school gets what they want. That way everybody succeeds. Yep, I agree. I think you, I think you said that perfectly, man. And uh, shout out to Ed Reed, man. And I, I'm so shout out to Coach mm-hmm. Prime for even calling in and checking on checking on on his boy. You know, I know they're like, uh, it's kind of like, like 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 a younger brother to him. And you know, they've been you know close for a while. I think they didn't, didn't uh, Prime play with Ed Reed for a hot yeah, second. They played, with, with yeah, the they played. Yeah, they played in the 2000s. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I mean, former teammates. You know what I mean? So I you know definitely love to see. Uh, you know him looking out, and yeah, like you I mean, listen, God works in mysterious ways, and absolutely, if it's meant was meant for you, will be for you. So if the opportunity right, wasn't the right one, it, it it wasn't meant for you. Another one will come. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Hey, now hey, go ahead, Bolo. Now go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. Now the last thing I was saying, I, I I hope the school, I hope they're able to get still get a really good coach because at the end of the day, right. it's, it's about the kids. You know, whatever it's about the the athletic director and how they handle it, the school, all that's kind of irrelevant. It's about the kids and. You want to make sure you're putting them in the best position to succeed on and off the field. So whoever they bring in, hope it's someone who actually cares about the kids. And and that's and that's my biggest thing, man. Especially when you think about HBCUs, like since the beginning of the time, like you know they have been underfunded and they have lacked a lot of resources and areas. So you know to to put a put a name into the school that will bring people to the school alone will continue to help and bring resources to that university, right? So you know, obviously, like I said, I, I do. You know, I do agree with you guys as far as like he could have went a different uh, took a different approach about, you know, making the video. But sometimes that's what's needed to get the pen moving in the right direction. You know, um, you know, there's a lot of times where, you know, since the beginning of time, you know, this school has had, you know, bad resources and the dorms has been bad. And like, you know, all those type of things have been bad. And, you know, for you know, I'm not calling anybody out, but for certain situations when schools are like that with lack of resources, you know, some people's pockets are getting a little heavier than most in certain situations, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not saying that that's happening specifically there, but it's happening in a lot of areas. So when the dollars are being allocated certain places and then you don't really see where the dollars are going, then you got to mm-hmm. start asking questions. So I feel like, you know, Ed Reed got to that point where he started to ask questions like, hey, like, why don't we have, you know, certain, the small things done, like janitors and people cleaning the areas, things that you're supposed to have. I get that you guys don't have enough money, but the base foundation of anything is like having at least a janitorial staff to keep things neat and in order. So um, I just think, you know, we got to continue to stick together, uh, you know, as far as our people, you know what I mean? I think we do have like this crab barrel mentality where, you know, okay, he, he calling me out. Oh, so uh, he's done. It's a wrap. It's a pissing contest now. It's more right. of a pride thing. So uh, if we get over that side of things, man, and we get to be able to just come together in, you know, talk about our disagreements and then move forward collectively as a unit will be better. And I think HBCUs will continue to take that next step to being able to compete, you know, with the power fives and stuff like that. And, you know, I honestly think, and, I, and people may hate hate me for this, but 
I think HBCUs took a step back on the athletic side as far as football when it comes to like recruits and stuff, just because of how that situation was handled. Like, you know, this guy Ed Reed brought so many people into the school as far as students and transfers and stuff like that and coaches and all that. And for them to just say like, whatever, like we forget you, we're gone. We'll, we'll, we'll find somebody else. It's just like a big slap in the face to them. So you got a program that went two and nine the last two years you know, and you got a coach who's very passionate, who knows the game. He's going to bring resources, more coaches, you know, probably NFL scouts, just like Dion did to give them that notoriety. And you just say, forget it. It's just like, you're kind of, you know, kicking all the players in the, in the, in the face too. And, and saying like, you know, fuck the program. So that's kind of my opinion on it. Drop the mic. I ain't got nothing to add to that. <laughs> yeah. We covered that. Yeah, <laughs> we I did love, that. Y'all, I love Ed Reed, my favorite player, man. So when I heard about it, man, it, I was I was upset. I was mad. Ed Reed was, you know, in his, in his fields and stuff too. So I was like, damn, it had it had me it had me salty. So shout out to Ed Reed. Hopefully, he falling into something you know positive. Hopefully, it's HBCU because I'm I'm rooting for HBCUs. I think they need all of the notoriety, the attention mm-hmm. to, to that next point. That's the only way we gonna. You know, HBCUs are going to be able to compete with, you know, the bigger schools if we continue to get people with those names in the door. So hopefully he falls in another HBCU. We'll see. Yeah, we shall see, man. We shall yeah. see. But, man, that, that's that's it for the Porsche news, man. I think it's time to learn more about our special yes, guests, man. So <laughs> let's just dive, dive into you, man. So if someone were to ask, like, who would Javon Jefferson, who, like, what would you say? What, what would be your, your response to that question? Who is Javon Jefferson? Uh, I mean, at first I would say, you know, he's a black man. You know, mm. he's a son. Uh, he's a brother. He's a friend. I ain't got no kids yet, so. <laughs> um, But honestly, I don't know, man. I'm just a regular dude who just loves to entertain. You know, I love to just make people laugh. Uh, most of the world, you know, knows me as a social media creator. You know, um, and that's what I enjoy doing. I didn't fall into that um, on purpose. That was that was merely an accident. But um, I would just say, you know, I'm all of those things in one. And I'm in this world now. I'm in this space now where I'm still trying to figure out, you know, who is this persona, you know, and how far do I want to take it? You know, um, social media has been a great experience, you know, overall. Um but it's still something that I'm fairly new to. I'm only two years in going on my third year, you know, mm-hmm. with creating content, everything. And, you know, as wonderful as it's been, it's also been, you know, just a learning lesson overall, you know, because if you watch any of my videos or any of my content, 99% of the time it's me and it's just me, mm-hmm. you know, but if somebody were to ask me who I am, I would say, you know what, I'm a brother, I'm a friend, I'm a son, I'm a social media uh, creator. And I'm just someone trying to make it just like the rest of us. Thanks. Thanks. So obviously take us, take us back to the beginning. Obviously you say you fell into it. Right. So what was life mm-hmm. growing, like, like for you growing up? Life growing up. Uh, so I come from a single mom, you know, of three kids. Um, I'm, I was born in Los Angeles, California. Uh, my dad was doing this thing in the streets, you know, hustling, you know, not really doing what my mom expected out of him. So she mm-hmm. took me and my sister, who she was pregnant with at the time, moved uh, to Washington State. So I grew up in a city called Bellevue, uh, Bellevue, Washington. Uh, it was just a small city um, with me, my mom, my sister, and my grandmother who played, you know, like that father role. You know, she mm-hmm. took over yeah. that father role. 
Um, growing up, I was into sports, mainly basketball. You know, that was my my escape. That was my whole, you know, that was my first love, I would say, was basketball. You know, from select to AAU to high school, played two years of community college. Um, but yeah, no, sports was definitely my thing. But I've always had this passion for movies, you know, mm. just watching movies, just like, you know, a lot of us, you know, just watching movies and watching these TV shows. But acting was never something I really considered. And maybe it was just because it was foreign. You know, no one in my family is an actor or a comedian or in entertainment business, you know, as far as, you know, just watching these guys and watching these, you know, incredible people on TV. It's still something that's so far away, you know, even right there. So, but sports, you know, you pick up a ball, you know, you can go around the world with that, you know, and that's what all my friends were doing. So, you know, I found my calling at first with basketball and I just, I just ran with it, you know, until I couldn't do it anymore, you know, or something else came along. Gotcha. What you what you play on the court? What what position you play on the court? <laughs> oh, I was I was a guard. Okay, my nickname was buckets. Okay, <laughs> you, wasn't, you wasn't buckets. getting buckets. You weren't dropping buckets. Don't lie I to us. I was getting buckets. Okay, I was a shooter. I was a shooter when but when I needed to, I was more of a facilitator. But I can also shoot and I can also score. So I was a two guard. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Running okay. the two. Mm-hmm. Making plays, bro. Law. You see, he's out there hoping. Yeah. Right. I was trying. Okay. Man. I was trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Rocks I with love it. it. I love it, man. And you said, like, you know, you all you grew up, you know, always having that that love for for movies, man. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm a movie guy as well, man. I love watching watching Ooh. a good movie. So I, I guess it, it, just talk about that transition. Like once basketball officially ended, you know, yeah. just, you said it kind of took you as far as as it was going to take you. At right. what point were you just kind of like, okay, yeah, man, like this is what I want to do, or you know, what I mean, like. Was there a window of time where, where you kind of were confused on what you want you wanted to do? Uh, so I mean, to answer that, I got to go back to like high school. So okay. my senior year, and I guess this is you know a big part of my story and just you know where I am now is, you know, I was a fifth year senior. You know, I was I didn't really handle what I needed to do in the classroom. You know, I mm. fucked around. School really wasn't my thing. Um. But I was a fifth year senior, so I didn't graduate with all my friends and stuff like that. You know, there was no basketball scholarships in high school. I was a two sport athlete. So I had basketball and then I tried football, you know, mm. so there was no scholarships coming in. OK, and then I decided, you know what, if sports isn't going to work out, let's see what the military is looking like. But I got medically disqualified from that. And, you know, mm-hmm. military is just on a whole nother level as far as their requirements, you know, and I can understand why. But the military didn't work out. So I had this uh, from 2017 to 20, I want to say 19 to 20, uh, there was this gap where I was just like doing the same thing, which was just working, you know, and then going to community college, you know, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know what I wanted to do, you know, long term. So I just continued working and, you know, just making money, taking care of the family, but not knowing what I really wanted to do, but I was still going to school. So we go into 2017 where I'm doing my fifth year, you know, but I'm doing college level classes. I'm doing this program called Running Start. And that's how I finished my my fifth year. I ultimately graduate high school, you know, and then I go to community college and something just clicked, something just clicked. And I think it goes back to that summer, that summer of 2018 where, 
like I told you guys, I'm a single, I come from a single mom. Mm-hmm. And life, life at that point was just overwhelming. You know, when you don't know what you want to do, when you feel lost, it gets overwhelming. So I decided to take a trip down to California to like meet my dad, mm. my brothers and sisters, my aunts, my uncles, just to just get away from everything. So I took that trip, met everybody, connected with my brothers and sisters for the first time, came home, and everything kind of just changed. You know, I was doing better in school. I was on the honor roll, dean's list. um, And then I started to apply to universities. So I got into every university that I applied to, which included the University of Washington, where I ultimately went, uh, USC, Oregon, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado. Um, I decided to go to University of Washington just because it was close to home and it was, you know, my top school just growing up. Um, and then that's how it, that's how it happened as far as school, social media. I never had an interest in social media, like at all. You know, if you talked, if you look at me and you're around me before 2020, I wasn't posting pictures. I didn't really care about the lights. I didn't, you know, it just, it wasn't me. You know, I was just, you know, just in my own little world. Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic happened. Mm. So pandemic happened and we were all in lockdown, you know, just in the house. I continued to work and y'all know how the pandemic, you know, just being in the house. But my Mm -hmm. friend, my friend Tyron, he was like, yo, you should try TikTok. And I was like, what the hell is TikTok? I didn't know what that was. Right. Um, honest to God, I didn't know what that was. And he was like, bro, you would be really good at it. And I was like, all right, I'll test it out. You know, I didn't know what the hashtags were. I didn't know anything about no goddamn algorithm. You know, he just said, choose something that feels natural to you and run with it. So I decided to just do comedy, you know? Mm. And for the first year, it wasn't like movie skits. It was just like random comedy trends, you know, but I would just incorporate my own style. Mm. I didn't whole movie skit thing until like a year and a half into it. You know, I think the video that really like blew up for me and was like, yo, I can really do this. This is hella fun was my Friday after next scene when I'm in the kitchen and it's Uncle Elroy and and Willie <laughs> and he's making potato salad and stuff. Uh-huh. That was the first time where I really like dressed up and like really got into character and I was like, oh shit. This is really, this is actually, okay, this is dope. This is dope. <laughs> and then from there, it just became a consistent thing. Damn. That's fucking wild. I love man. to hear that, Bolo, because like, he low-key, I mean, you're still damn near new at this. I mean, in overall, the, in the, in he's the beginning stages, and it's booming. Like, and I think I got put on, I think when you started more of the movie size and like the TV mm-hmm. shows, when you start to do those, and I was like, man, this dude good, man. So I guess talk, talk to us about that, like, you know, obviously you say you love movies, right? And I yeah. and I I've honestly tried to do like what you've done, but mm-hmm. never got to a point where I can like mirror like what they say and like do the the actual like physical like movements and stuff like that. Yeah, like you have the spot on. Yeah, like spot on. <laughs> like what got you to that point to where like you are almost perfect when you're starting to do like the voiceovers and like the hand gestures and like the body movements stuff. and yeah. stuff. Yeah, 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 no. Uh because like I said, like before then, I always saw other creators do movie scenes, do the whole movie skits. So I've seen it on TikTok, and everybody has their own style. Everybody has their own process. And for me, I don't know why I'm not one of those people, but 
Um, and I'm glad I'm not, but there's a lot of gatekeepers on social media. You know, there's a lot of people who you don't want to help you, you know, right. who, you know, who act like they're bigger than life and be like, nah, I can't. So for me, it was a lot of trial and error, like a lot of just figuring out, you know, how do I manage my time? How do I get the angles right? You know, I can't get the exact fit, but I can get something similar. Right. So for me, for like I want to say the first year it was just a lot of just trying different things and I wasn't used to one of the biggest things I wasn't used to positioning myself behind the camera it was always front facing like it is right now you know but then I noticed like I'm very particular when I have something I want to make it flow naturally so the thing about positioning yourself behind the camera is that you can look you can play multiple characters and it's going to have a fluidity to it you know it's going to natural flow um it's not going to be anything that's awkward so to at first i would film in tiktok you know and if you've ever filmed in tiktok you know that they have the timer and Mm -hmm. you can just break up your scenes you know and that was just a lot of like changing like changing into different characters you know we tiktok you know you stop it right here okay you change into data stop it right here you change into craig that took a lot of time. So, and that I did that for a full year. So, but over time, I wanted to perfect my whole process, which was now I don't film in TikTok. What I do is I take my computer, I go to the sound on TikTok, and it constantly plays over and over and over. Mm. And I film on my actual camera phone, you know, as long as it takes. That way, if I want to do all about the Benjamins, for example, I'm going to get Reggie scene all in one, all in one. It doesn't matter how many times I I fuck up, how many takes it's all in one. You can edit the shit later. And then I'm going to change into to to book them scene and do Uh it all in one. And then I'm going to break up those clips. Right. So that's how I do it. And I I do it in my camera phone because there's better camera quality. Yeah. You know, when you take a video and you, perform it in TikTok, you have the watermark and then there's different resolutions to when you want to post it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You post it on your own camera phone, it's yours yeah. and there's better camera quality. Mm. Yeah. Point. He dropping Damn. game right now. Dropping game, y'all. If you tuning in to the porch, man, and you a content creator, listen to my guy. I'm gonna call him JJ. I don't know what's your nickname, but I mean, I see it. In I your got name. a lot of nicknames, but yeah, that's one. I'm, well, I'm calling him JJ <laughs> on the porch, man. He dropped in gems. I hope you taking your notes. You got your notepad ready, man. I love it, bro, because that's one thing. I and you kind of answered my question before I even had to ask is the process of this, man. Like, I, again, I do I do social media for my job. I'm right. like, we're obviously in the content space as well, and I just know from an editing standpoint, I know that that could take hours and hours, and you know, to really get things done to the exact way that you want, especially someone like you, where you're doing like the, you're, you're matching the voice to a T, you know mm, what I'm saying? Like you got to literally be locked in. You got to record it right. Make sure it's, it's like one little mistake can mess up the whole oh, video. Dang. So you got to almost be perfect in it. No, no, definitely. And like I said, like I'm, I was fortunate enough because I saw a lot of people do, you know, what we do. I feel like there's a small, a small community of people who do movie skits. That's just yeah. right. Argument. I feel like there's a small community who really does it and everybody has their own process. And I didn't want to be like everybody else, you know, and I don't think 
I think the only thing that separates me from a lot of other creators is the time that I really put in, mm. you know? So there's this creator, um, her name's Kaylin Brown, and this girl puts in work, work. And, but I'm talking about hair, makeup, just everything. And she was one of my biggest inspirations into, you know what? I got to give it my best. I got to yeah. give it my all, you know, whether it doesn't matter how long it takes, you know, rain, sun, wind, snow, it doesn't matter. Um, but I just wanted to give it my best, whether it comes down to the fit, whether it comes down to the angles, whether it comes down to my timing. And as far as like timing, I love movies so much that all these scenes that I do, I just know by heart. Mm. I just know by okay. heart. Like, it's just, I'm gonna, it's fortunate. I'm fortunate enough to, it's not hard for me to remember lines. You, I'm about to say, you got really some crazy is. ass memory. Like, I'm trying not to cut you off. I no. watch a lot of movies, man. I've seen Friday, all the Fridays mm -hmm. a million times. And there's scenes that I definitely know by heart, but like, it don't matter how many times I've seen it, I still got to like, I'm like, you got to hear it to like, get a, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you yeah. hear that perfectly. <laughs> no, no, no. And it, it, I just, I it get it. Like, I'll listen to it. And like I said, when, I, when I'm listening to the sound, it's playing over and over again. Mm -hmm. But my biggest, you know, I guess, I don't want to say hurdle, but we'll call it that. My biggest mm -hmm. hurdle when I'm filming is just making sure the angles are right and making mm -hmm. sure I bring that energy. Because when you're constantly doing retake after retake, it's hard to keep that same energy or just go right. up a level, yep. you know, because again, these movie scenes that you guys see me in away from editing, you're talking about a three, four or five hour process. Editing by itself is two to three hours if you want to get it right. Mm -hmm. And then again, you have to add on the layer that it's just me. It's not like I have a team of people where I can just put them in the place and, you know, yada, 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 which I do love working with people people but it has to be the right you know setup but mm -hmm. it's by myself you know i'm the actor the director i'm the camera guy i'm the editor like it's right. a lot so but yeah no it's been it's been fun and it's been a lot of good feedbacks uh so far that's tough man um you mentioned something earlier uh i wanted to ask you before i forget you were talking mm -hmm. about like it's a small space for like people in your specific side of comedy right so yeah um, I think it's so cool now, obviously social media, it just gives people the different forms of comedy now, which I think is, is really cool. Talk about like the acceptance from like other people who come from different forms of comedy. Like obviously your following is growing as mm -hmm. well, like has like the stand-up comedians, the people who do like skits and like kind of other stuff is like, is it more of like a one type of community or do you think everybody's like separated in their specific areas? I think because, you know, like comedy. You know, if you know anything about comedy, you know that it's subjective. You know, everybody, what's funny to you might not be funny to me and vice versa, mm -hmm. you know, and but that's the beauty of it is that comedy reaches so many different audiences for so many different reasons. And for me, you know, I want to say that it's been a world of acceptance because people understand, especially if you do this, people understand they can look at my video. That really took work. I really put in, like, he really put in work for that, you know? And then when you, when you're in this space where people ask you, like, how do you do this? How do you do that? My whole, I don't really go into it because I'm not doing it for me. I'm not doing anything that you, you know, Darnell can't do. You know, I look at my tripod, my iPhone, like everybody else. I just have my own process to it, you know, but as far as the community itself, I think we're all in our own space. You know, we're, we're separate, but we're together. It's almost like hip hop. You know, 
Like that makes sense. the music is different, but we're all under that umbrella, mm. you know? And my whole goal is, you know, I don't want to just do movie skits. My whole thing is to add, you know? So my whole thing is eventually I want to do my own skits. I'm constantly writing out my own like materials and what I want to do. But the only disadvantage I have that other people don't have, I don't have a team around me, mm-hmm. you know? And people were like, you know, why don't you, you know, I think it's time that you, you know, you put out original content. I would love to, but I don't want to put out something that I'm not excited about, you know, mm-hmm. like being in this space, being what I've been doing for, you know, two years, I understand what I want certain things to look like. I understand how to work with people and put them into place. I know what I'm looking for. You know, I don't want to play every character and, you know, just all the time. I love being behind the camera and putting people up and, you know, just seeing their energy and see them having fun. And it takes a load off when I'm just, you know, I have a small role to play. Mm-hmm. You know? But uh, as far as the community, it, it's small, but we're all different in our own way. And I think, you know, when you're a serious content creator, there's a level of respect because you know how much work goes into it. Mm-hmm. All right. That's, That's real, real, man. That's real. It's like it's kind of like even as as us, you know, as former athletes, Bolo. It's like even if someone on like a, you, you see a player from another team or something, right? You may not know him like that, but you you know that hey, at the end of the day, they play the same game I do. They sweat the same way. He grinded. So mm-hmm. even from a distance, it's like I, I can respect that. I can respect the type of hustle and grind you're doing. So you know, bringing it back full circle, even if it's a different form of comedy or whatever the case may be. At the end of the day, we're all. We're all uh, putting in a lot, ton of work, so it's just a, it's a, a lot of respect, man. So, definitely. And, and what that, I want to ask you too, man, JJ. Are, are you? So, are you? Are you in California now? Or are you in Washington right now? I'm in Washington. I go back to Cali every other year, but my my home base is uh, Washington in uh, Bellevue. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure. Nice. I, I know you you brought up a couple of times. You said you don't have a team. I'm like, man, I got some guys out here in, in the space is. from a video standpoint, <laughs> sound engineer. If you was in, if you out here in LA. I got people that's ready to work. Mm. No, I, I believe and, it. I believe yeah, it. So I say, like, let, let me know. It ain't number the phone call, my brother. <laughs> no, I got you. No, and I appreciate that. And it's crazy because, you know, I get a lot of DMs, you know, people like, let's work, let's collab. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm always willing to collab with people as long as they give me two things, your time and energy. Mm. I, everything else I'll take care of. You know, I've always... Like working with people, my biggest thing is making sure that you're comfortable, you're having fun, and you trust me, you know, and I try to work with people that I have some sort of relationship with, because when you have a platform and it grows and it continues to grow, you have to protect it, you know, you didn't work all this way up just for, you know, for some bullshit, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people, especially with the internet, the internet is hella funny because a lot of people, their intentions might be off. Not everybody wants to work with you for the right, right reasons. Like not everybody follows you for the right reasons. People really out here praying for your downfall, you know? Mm. So I try to work with the best people I possibly can, but I'm I'm big on relationships. I'm big on vibe and energy. That's huge. I love that. Definitely I love that. Respect that, bro. Definitely respect that. So I got a I got a question. So what was like what would you say like was was like the hardest scene to do? When like you're shooting videos, because I, I I'm gonna tell you my favorite one, and I was like, man, how the fuck did he do that? You were, uh, I think it was a it was a scene from Martin when Mar- Martin tires got stolen, mm-hmm. and I think yep. brother man was outside. It was snowing outside. It was cold, and you was in the car, and then you was outside, 
And he was in the car, and I'm like, damn, like, how's he making this happen? But I was rolling though, because I remember the actual scene on Martin when they stole mm-hmm. his tires. Like, shit nah, and that's the one I was gonna choose. That's the one that oh, that's yeah. the that's the one that comes to my mind. Like, what's your longest one? What's the hardest one? Boy, look. <laughs> <laughs> and this was before I did that scene before I had this this process figured out. Before it was just quicker, before it was right. faster. Be, like I filmed that in TikTok when it was back and forth, back and forth, changing mm-hmm. out of clothes, changing out of clothes. So I started that scene. It gets dark out here like really fast, but I started that scene at 5 p.m. I didn't finish until midnight. Ooh. And Man. yeah, so, you know, and the garage is right there and you got the car. So when I'm filming Martin, I have my, I have my, you know, my fit on and everything mm-hmm. like that. But it's all about the angles. It's all about the angles and the lighting. You know, mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing. So, you know, I have the car door open, the camera's outside. And it's just, again, you really have to position yourself. And that's why I tell people, like, the hardest thing about this is positioning yourself. Because you're not seeing what you look like until after you're done. Yeah. Right? And you don't know if you have to take a reshoot or anything until afterwards. And then when I'm filming, you know, hustle man scene, I'm taking mm-hmm. the car. I mean, not taking the car, I'm taking the tripod and my camera, and it's on the passenger side. Mm-hmm. And understand, there's inches of snow, inches of snow. So I don't know if I'm going to set my tripod on the passenger seat, or I'm going to dig myself a little spot in the snow and just prop it up there. Right, right. And I roll the windows down, and, you know, on the uh, driver's side and on the windows, or on the passenger side, and just go from there. There's a lot of figuring out, you know, the angles are the biggest thing. And then, you know, uh, you have to be able to hear the sound, you know, but it was cold. You're talking about a snowy Christmas below 30 and you out there, you just out there in the snow. and then you got to duck down and get on your knees and just prop your elbow on the car and just do your thing. And it was, that was by far my favorite one that I've ever filmed because it was, I'm all about the journey, the process mm-hmm. of getting there. The process of editing, because I knew I had a banger, and that's the that's the crazy thing when you in this world is like, yeah. you do it long enough, you understand like this is gonna hit. It better it's gonna hit. hit. He's like, I can't. Hey, he's like, I can't wait to drop these. They gonna love me in this one. I can't <laughs> wait to drop this. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was the hardest one, but it was also my favorite one, and you know I got a lot of feedback on that, and I think because of the feedback and how many people enjoyed that. It's always motivation for me to, you know, do better the next time. It isn't the likes. It isn't the followers. It's people's genuine appreciation for it. Yeah. Like, I recognize you really putting in that work. And that's what helps keep me going. That's cool. That, bro. That's cool, that, man. Uh, so something I want to ask you uh, about as well. And you kind of touched on this a little bit as far as, like, your, your future goals and what you want to get into mm-hmm. and creating, like, original content. When you, look, when you think about the big picture, you know, mm-hmm. 10, 10 years from now, five years from now, whatever. What, like, what, what is like your, your bigger goal? Do you want to get and become like a full time actor and, and, and be mm. in Hollywood and, and be in the film? Or how do you kind of envision yourself? Like, if everything goes exactly how you want it to be, where does JJ end up at? Uh, at first, at the top of the list, it's becoming a full time actor. That's that's number one. But I never want to you know, box myself. And, you know, even with acting, you know, as far as you guys looking at comedy and stuff, I never want that to be just one dimensional as well. Like I want to be a full-time actor and whether it's comedy, 
romance, horror, drama. Like, I want to test everything, you know, because it's not about the genre for me. It's about being on that set and mm. working with people and telling these stories and just being a part of a community that's like minded, you know, which is something that I'm still not used to. You know, I don't know what it's like to be in a big space and have a big collab with people who just want to, you know, make people laugh or entertain them in some sort of way. So I would say number one is definitely being a full time actor. And then I also want to try stand up. You know, I want to try stand up. Um, and that's a whole different ball game because mm-hmm. being funny on the on the camera and being funny in person are two different things. So that's definitely something that I don't take right. at all. Um, but just trying it, you know, why not? And then uh, as far as just writing my own material, you know, I look at people like Haha Davis, you know, Desi Banks, you know, Drewski, all those guys are doing everything, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they're at an exceptional level, you know, and I can definitely see myself in that world, you know. So hopefully in five, 10 years, if everything happened the way I wanted it to, I would just be doing everything okay. under that, you know, under that scope. I love it. I'm missing I love everything, it. Bolo. He grinding. He <laughs> oh. grinding. You, you know, you know me. You know, I'm a hustler. You a hustler. We love having other hustlers on the porch. Thanks. And he said he's doing everything. He's not putting himself. Listen, y'all, porch family. Listen, I got to say this. Here we go. Know. Let him know. Let him know. Y'all this, man. Don't put yourself in a box. That's what Jenny just said. Don't ever put yourself in a box. You never know what God got in store for you mm. and your future. And you put yourself in a box, you're going to miss out on your blessings. You put yourself exactly. in a box, you gonna miss out on your blessings. B boxing blessings. Ooh. Boxing Preach. blessings, y'all. No Preach. box equals more blessings. We in the mm-hmm. box is less blessings. Exactly. I'm done talking. I'm done talking. Facts. I'm, I'm done God. talking. Come on now, Bolo. We dropping Facts. gems today. Dropping Stop playing gems. Dropping gems. Come on now. Oh, so, listen, so- if, 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 real quick, if you get a t-shirt and you sell them, all I need is a five percent cut. We good. Five percent gonna be good. That's fair. That's fair. Come on now, I'm, I'm a fair businessman. I'm a fair businessman. Go ahead, Bolo. Go ahead. Oh shit. So what I was gonna say, obviously for the Porsche family, man, I've seen scenes that you've done from obviously Martin Roll Bounce Friday, like you name it, like you've done it. Like a lot of our classic movies. Like what inspires you to actually shoot a specific scene from a movie? Uh, that is a good. That's a million dollar question right there. Uh. So for me, it's just, one, I want to make sure I have the right setup. I always want to be in a space where I know I can give it my best. You know, it's never, I don't have a list. I know all these movies, like I, all of them, you know, but I want to be in a position where I can give it my best. If I'm not, it doesn't mean I'm not going to do it, but we're going to save it for later, you know. Um, but what inspires me is just stuff I haven't done or stuff that challenges me, you know, Um stuff that really where I can learn a lot about myself as a creator, you know, and there's a lot of classic scenes, you know, we, we have a tremendous catalog of movies, TV shows that we can pull from that we love that are iconic and stuff like that. And I want to do them all, you know, and that's the best part about the space that I'm in as a social media creator is that there's always going to be movies. There's always going to be TV Mm -hmm. shows, always going to be this and that. And that's why I'm in no rush. You know, I feel like it's an important thing for any sort of content creator, athlete, musician. Once you have a process, you don't allow people to speed up your process. Mm -hmm. You go at your pace. You go the way you want to do it. 
you know, you do what you want to do. And when you have your process, it's on you to protect that and take it serious, you know? And that's one thing, like I get a lot of DMs and I can understand it of people saying, you know what, you should do this. You should do that. I don't listen to that because again, I understand what I want to do and when I want to do it, Mm -hmm. not saying, and most people, 99% of the time, most people say or DM me things that I've already done right? or that I'm going to do later. Mm. You know, not so because we're going to get to it all. It just takes time, you know, to get about three, five hour processes. There's only that. some time in a day, especially when you have a job or multiple jobs or you're going to school. Like it takes time. You know, people yeah. see 30, 60 seconds and think that shit takes minutes. It doesn't. It doesn't. So I, oh, if I want, if you guys want to see me at my best, everything's gonna take time. Damn, patience of virtue. Hey, another gym, y'all. Hey, you know how we always end the show? It's like we always say the best you is the best you, and the only way that you are the best you is if you go at your own pace. If you Definitely. control Definitely. your own race, like it's your race to run. It's your thought process. It's your creativity. It's your energy. It's everything that you're putting into it. And don't let somebody's, you know, couple words throw off what your what your trail is looking like or what your process is like. So many times we seek validation from other people who opinions don't matter. They don't count. They don't, you know, bleed into what we do. You know, their energy does not, you know, affect what we do. And sometimes we let that overwhelm us. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes they, you know, we tip over because, you know, somebody's, you know, overqualified opinion you know we think it we think it counts or it matters but it don't man um i think like you said and that that applies to life everything that you want to do that you want to accomplish don't let nobody put no timeline on it don't let nobody say you're taking too long don't nobody say like you're moving too fast like it's your pace it's your race do what you need to do in order for you to get to where you need to go so I no, like no definitely just to piggyback off that really quick you know like Social media, everything is so instant. Everything is instant gratification and stuff like that. But what I tell people all the time is that there's an audience for everybody, regardless of what you're into, comedy, anime, sports, relationship, talk show, it doesn't matter. There's an audience for everybody. And you can't be discouraged by people who aren't doing things that you're doing, all right? Like, if you want to be a fan of comedian and, you know, you putting your workout on for the world to see, and you read in comments and people tell you you suck or you should quit and stuff like that. Do you honestly think if you wanted to be a stand-up comedian that Kevin Hart or Dave Chappelle or Eddie Murphy would say that you suck, never do it again? No, they would right. encourage you to keep mm-hmm. going, work on your material, you know, put yourself out there, take a risk, take a chance on yourself. A lot of people get discouraged or never try because they're afraid of what people think of them. Mm-hmm. And that's, and it's sad because there's so much potential out there for people to just tap into, but they're, they can't because they're scared, you know? And that's, that's one of the downsides of social media. And for me, I was just one of the fortunate ones where I entered social media when I didn't really have anything to lose, you know? And I didn't have all these expectations of, you know, being internet famous and stuff like that. I just did what I wanted to do and I had fun doing it. And then it became its own thing, you know? So if you ever want to do content, of any sort do it you know do it so that's my that's my little two cents on that i love it bro i love it so before we transition um to our next our next segment gotta ask you any any crazy like project or movie you working on now uh-oh, that, uh-oh, uh-oh. You know i mean we gotta put you on the spot we gotta see what we got cooking up uh, you good? 
You good. Uh, as far as acting, acting, bro, there are so many talented people who want to get into this this business. And all I've done are background roles, background roles. So you ain't going to see me, but my name will be in those credits. Um, and so I have, I don't know if you guys know the Netflix show, uh, Outer Banks. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I watched the first I season. I need to catch up on that. Yeah, other I watched the first season too. Okay, yeah, no, I'm going to say, season two is is like that. I'll be on season three. You won't see me, but um, I did background uh, stuff for that back in August in South Carolina, Charleston. Um, And that was an incredible experience. That was my first time down in the South. Uh, Everybody was great. And that came at a time in my life when I lied on my application. Because, you know, when you submit these applications, (laughs) they'd be like, where are you from? Can you yeah. be here on this day? I told these motherfuckers, yo, hey, I'm from Charleston. Okay. This is my zip code. Okay? <laughs> it's my city. <laughs> this is, I'm in your city. Just let me be in this because oh, Outer Banks is my favorite show. Like, I love this show. I don't know why, but I just do. Um, so I lied on my application and I was just fortunate enough to, you know, get selected and just, you know, be a pogue. So uh that experience happened last August. The season three comes out February 23rd. Um, so we ride around the corner um, and hopefully, you know, there's nothing set in stone yet as far as like my first speaking role. Yeah. You know, there's definitely conversations. I'll say that. Um, but like I said, it's there's a lot of talented people who want to get into this business and it's cutthroat and you're going to hear a lot of no's before you hear that one. Yes. But that one. Yes, is all it takes. All you you need know? That one. Yes. That's all you need. That's Bolo. It. That's <laughs> that it. one. Yes. Is all it takes. So uh, we, I'm definitely going to continue on that path, you know, because when you're a background actor, you know, you connect with people. That's your time to like really see what the process is like. Be on a real set. Talk to people, you know, who are, who are you know, vets in the game, you mm-hmm. know. Definitely want to do more roles with that because, again, it's just like everything else we say. You never know who's watching. Mm-hmm. You, you never know who's watching. And even though you're a background actor, you still play a role in that. So it's always doing your best and just giving it your best. So, uh, but no, as far as movies, there's conversations, but nothing set in stone yet. Let's get it. I'm with it's it. coming soon. No, it. we, it's in the <laughs> air now. It's in the air. We put it in it's the in air. Yeah, have it 2023. So, yes, sir, yes, sir, man. Well, let's move to our last segment of our show. These are just our quick hitters, some random kind of fun questions, and we want to hear hear your take on them. So, All right. uh, the first question: If you had to pick one person to work on, on a film with, who would that be and why? <sighs> Gotta pick one. One? Yeah. Anybody. 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 Who you would love to be just a part of a project with. Ah, oh, damn. You know what? Denzel Washington. Easy. Ooh, of Out course. Of Denzel Washington, because Denzel, he's the gold standard, you know, and I feel like you would learn a lot from him. You know, whether he talks to you or whether you have a conversation with him or not, you can learn a lot from him. In his preparation, the way he studies, the way he carries himself on and offset, like, that's one person that we've never had to question, ever. You know, like, he he has this this work ethic that's impeccable. And I Mm -hmm. feel like Dell is, oh, he's the greatest actor of my in my opinion, he's the greatest actor of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, no, definitely Denzel, just because of everything that you would learn from, you know, not just because it's Denzel, but, you know, the things and the tools that you can take away from that experience. 
Jay, Jay, you shot me in the ass. My son, my son, you shot me in the ass. Jay, okay, all right, okay, okay. <laughs> you gonna do this to me? <laughs> he said, "I'm leaving with that money, Jay." <laughs> yeah, no, you too oh, great. Yeah. So obviously, you 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 make a lot of classic material, right? So you say you lot you watch a lot of movies. So we're gonna put you on the spot. What right. are your top five favorite movies of all time? Ooh, okay. In order? Uh, any it any order? You, if, if you, yeah, okay. order, if you, it don't matter. If you got them okay. in order, cool. But if not, right. yeah, this is the five. In any order, I'll just do any order. Uh, it has to be it has to be Friday after next. Friday after next is the best Friday to me. Ooh, it's debatable. Well, go ahead and me, go. Me personally, that's at least it's my favorite. That's okay. my favorite Friday. Okay, okay. I like uh, that. Better. I like that. Better. Um, Roscoe, uh, welcome home, Roscoe Jenkins. Okay, which I can get slept on, but that's that's in my top five. I'm also a big Marvel fan. Mm, okay. okay, so I would have to go to be in that theater on premiere night for Endgame was different. Ooh, so I'm gonna say Endgame, but I love all Marvel. Uh, and then I want to throw a little anime in there, like. I was talking to this about my or with my friends. Like, if you can choose one animation movie to watch over and over again, what would it be? And mine was Shrek. Ooh, that's okay. a good one. I like that. That's a legendary movie. Yeah. I'm never going with Hercules. I love Hercules. <laughs> so mine was Shrek. That's four. And then I want to throw like a a romance in there because I'm a sucker for romance. Mm-hmm. Um, Bolo is too. Definitely have to be. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> A thin line between love and hate. Ooh, it's a thin line. I think there's a lot of lessons in that in that movie. A lot of lessons. Yeah, that that movie put me on game onto a That's lot a of great movie. A thin line between love and hate. Yeah. What's the biggest lesson that you learned from there? Go. Hey, there's a lot of crazy ass women in here. All right, and if the dick too yeah. good, man, they ain't never gonna stay off your ass. Uh uh-uh. uh, and then they gonna want you to piss on them. Exactly. <laughs> Teresa, that please. <laughs> that full circle moment right there. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But yeah, nah, man. Those movies, I love them all. That's I love cool. it, man. I love it. All right, man. We, we got a couple of this or that, so we're going to let you go. Yeah. I'm going to get it popping. Mike Epps or Martin Lawrence? Ooh. Damn. I'm from Indianapolis now. Mike Epps' hometown. That's my city. I, I get that. I get that. So, as far as like everything, or we just totality. This or that. Totality, totality. I'm gonna have to say Martin Lawrence. Martin that. Lawrence, as far as movies, his stand-ups is, you know, I, I like him, but I think Martin, I mean Mike Epps has the better stand-ups, but Martin had one of the arguably the best TV show of all time. Ooh. And okay. I can't, I can't discount that. I can't, I can't. And he doesn't get as much credit as he deserves. So, and me, I've always gravitated towards Martin. Mm-hmm. You know, always, I don't, for some reason, I've always, he's one of my biggest inspirations. Not to say that Mike Epps isn't, yeah. but Martin, they're just Martin's a legend. Def Comedy Jam, and he put up, he put up so many people in the nineties. Yeah, got put on because of Martin. So. Yeah, he got so much material too, man. It's just Not that days back, like. Yeah, I love Martin. Martin. Fair. Martin Lawrence. Okay. Martin. All right, so next question here. Food question. Obviously, you know, my boy d loves food, so we got to ask you. All right. Fried chicken or burgers? 
I gotta go burgers. Ooh. I, I gotta go burgers. Does Bellevue have good burgers? Keep we it real. A, we we have a few good like joints. Like there's this joint called Broiler Bay, which I absolutely love because it's authentic. Everything is authentic. Mm. You know, the fact it's not mainstream or anything like that. But I would have to go burgers. And then because with fried chicken, it's you really gotta throw down on that seasoning. If there ain't no a lick of fucking right. seasoning, all right, you can fuck up on chicken. Mm. All right, just like you can fuck up on burgers, but I would have to go burgers. I eat more burgers than I eat chicken. And burgers do have okay. other things, ketchup, lettuce, mustard, yeah. lettuce, tomato. You can kind of control your burger a little bit more than the chicken. It's some more flavor stuff. So even the burger Definitely. ain't seasoned right, you can still do some other things to it. Where right, the chicken, like right. you said, if it ain't seasoned That's right, fair. I mean, hot sauce and ranch, I mean, yeah, but you know, you only go so far. <laughs> right, 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 right. But yeah, no, I got to go burgers. I got to go burgers. I ain't mad okay. at all, my brother. <laughs> now, this one, I feel like we already know your answer because you just kind of alluded to it, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Right. Better TV show, Martin or Jamie Foxx? Oh shit! It had it has to be Martin. Yeah, it has to be Martin. Um, but Jamie Foxx is definitely up there, and he's definitely slept on as far as that show. Very sl- Jamie, most slept on show. Jamie, the Jamie Foxx show, and just Jamie Foxx in general. He is such a talent. He does everything. He does everything. Literally, is, like. Me and my friend were just talking about this with Jamie Foxx. Like, he has so much talent. So but much. you almost feel like he didn't use it to his fullest potential. In his prime. Yeah, like, he, like, yeah. damn. Like, he can do stand-up acting. He can sing his act. Like, but you almost feel like he didn't use it to his fullest. Like, you really didn't see the best of him. Yeah, mm. I, I, that, that's a good point. That's, that's a, good a point. really good point. Uh, like when he was in like any given Sunday, I feel like at that point in time, right then is like where he should have just like went from like zero to a hundred because he was at his Real top quick. of his game. He's putting out music, some Marvin Gaye, some Luther Vandross, like it was everything. No, everything, and like obviously, I think he has one of the greatest performances ever in Ray. You know. <sighs> The preparation and that performance overall and just winning an Oscar off that, like, that's definitely, he did that. But I just feel like we never got to see the best of him. And then the Jamie Foxx show, like, there's so much creativity and so much colorfulness within, you know, just the relationships and the character development that I, there's a lot of things I pull from that. And that's one show I haven't touched on, at least not yet. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, it, Jamie Foxx. Well, here yeah, it is. He's up there. He's up that's there. Cold. The porch just inspired JJ. So if I see a Jimmy Fox clip, hey, it, it came from Shout here to first. Porch. Shout out to the porch. <laughs> All right, so last one here. We got to hit you with it. Um, I think this is a bit of a balance. I'm curious to see what you think about it. So this is a tough one. Best TV show: Fresh Prince or The Wayans Brothers? It has to be Fresh Prince. Ooh. It it has to just because it does. It does when I think about it. it I mean, you got you got and not just Will. But you have so many iconic characters from Will to Jeffrey to Uncle Phil to Carlton. Like, these are characters that we still talk about. And again, yeah. I, I take it back. There's so many messages in that, you know, yeah. in that whole, you know, entire franchise. But, you know, and RIP to Uncle Phil, you know, James Avery. But uh, yeah, and then the, you know, the Wayans. Say it, say it, say it. Uh oh. He- Say anyway, that's just, he, that's one show that I watched, but I can never like really get into like that. Okay, I'm like, okay. Damn, I figured that. Like, you know, like I can never really get into, and I don't know why because I think that entire family is comedy. 
you know um but the fresh prince you know that's number two if somebody wanted to say that's number one as far as best tv shows Mm. in our community or ever i wouldn't argue with that but uh fresh prince you know yeah and that had a what i want to say six or seven seasons somewhere yeah it was was you know and longevity to me is important longevity to me at a high level is important so they were able to do that but uh yeah no fresh prince Love it. There it is. Off, man. There it is, man. There it is. You heard it here first, man. But my God, listen, it's been such a pleasure having you on the porch, learning about your journey, your story. This is your time real quick before we exit out, close out the show to let people know where they can find you on social, you know, anything you want to promote. This is your time to do it. Yeah, I mean, y'all can find me uh, on Instagram, Javon Jefferson underscore. On TikTok, it's just Javon Jefferson. Um, those are my biggest platforms um hopefully youtube's coming soon we'll see youtube is something i kind of want to say for that original skit mm-hmm. you know writing my own material you know and having the freedom to do that but uh yeah instagram tiktok um and again i'm based out of washington state in a little city called Bellevue, washington um but yeah that's where you can find me man love it love it yes sir yes, and i appreciate sir. you guys having me too like i i know you got i know darnell talked to gia and you know so i appreciate you you know thinking of me and i know brian uh i didn't know which one of you guys like who put who on first brian bolo he put me on i can't lie he put me (laughs) yeah send me your clip probably like a month or maybe longer ago he's like bro we gotta get him on so i started diving your passion oh this guy's hilarious hilarious bro i've been (laughs) in tune i've been in tune for a minute like i said when i when i seen it seen a couple videos i was like man i gotta follow this dude because i feel like it was just like, you know how you just scroll and then you just mm-hmm. ended up just popping up. And I'm like, damn, like he's spot on. And I clicked on it. And then I like, I started going through all of the classic videos, bro. And I was hooked. I was like, oh, yeah, he legit. He's no, cold. I appreciate that, man. Any love and support, you know, I, I never take that for granted, you know, um, because, you know, you guys helped me. Y'all been along this journey with me. And, you know, that's not something that I, I take for granted. And I'm always appreciative and grateful. And at the end of the day, I just want to entertain people. You know, I think laughing is healing. You know, you never know what people are going through. So if I can put any good into this world, even if it's in the form of a laugh, you know, I'm happy to do that. Love it, bro. Love it, man. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you, my guy. Keep on growing. Keep on building. We're going to keep building. You can find us on <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Believe, Spotify, Google Podcasts, the Porsche Podcast YouTube channel. You're following us on Caffeine at the Porsche Podcast. We everywhere. And we're and we going to keep growing and keep getting bigger. And ball up, man. How, how do we close out the show? Hey, so look, real quick, y'all. You already know. Look, you only as big as your environment, right? So you got to step outside the box. Control what you can control. And just make sure that the best you is the best you. And we out. Peace. Started Peace. on the porch. That was where it all began. Had to put in work. Every day we got it in. Chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it We make it look easy, we achieving everything we needed Now we undefeated, if we link, no it's only business If we get to speaking, leave them speechless I did things for free but now it costs to see me When you see me, you ain't gotta greet me Just don't plot to sneak me, I'ma see it I'ma stop and watch you lose and get defeated What do we bleed? Came from the jungle, we humble but hungry and hunt and defeat People don't want us to leave They love us and rush to the bus when we run in the streets Thinking we stun in the sea We came from nothing to something Now up in the lead Now we ain't coming in peace Hunting for blood and to crush everyone in the league We got a reason We put in work every day of the week Every month, every season So many schemes Had to go off for the team We gave our all and
You got the spaz on the beat Nah, it ain't rude if you ask for the fee Just play it cool when I tax you the fee We need a pool in the back with a cord and a board That gon' jump off and splash for the heat Live for the day cause the past can't determine the future Or where you gon' actually be Keep staying present, our presence a blessing It's all that we have and we actually need I'm taking action with passion detaching The ones who keep acting attached to leech I am no pastor but actually preaching Look up these letters and actually read That was where all began Had to put in work Every day we got it in We chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it We make it look easy, we achieving Everything we needed, now we undefeated If we link no, it's only business If we get to speak and leave them speechless I did things for free, but now it costs to see me When you see me, you ain't gotta greet me Just don't plot to sneak me, I'ma see it I'ma stop and watch you lose and get defeated Presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.